Section 3 of Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose, and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose, and Picture by Palmer Cox. Scenes on the Sidewalk. I sit at my window and view the odd sights, and whatever to study or action invites. Upon the white paper before me is spread, by aid my constant companion, the lead. A lady of fashion sails by like a queen, with ruffles of lace and her satin sheen. Her shimmering train, as it now sweeps the street, is sadly ensnaring a gentleman's feet. It is painfully plain an apology's due, but which should apologise first of the two? And next an old man full of years shuffles by, his nose to the dust and his back to the sky. The few snowy hairs that still cling to his head, far down o'er his collar untidily spread. And who now would think that the feeble dry hand, that hardly can free the rude came from the sand, once swung a long sabre that cut its way through the cuirassers' helmets at famed Waterloo? Old time warps the figure firm-knitted and square, he sharpens the features, he blanches the hair, and bows the proud head, be it ever so high, this much hath he done for the man passing by. Away to the fields of the diamond and ruby, the miner sets out, like a consummate booby. What loads the poor fellow proposes to pack, his rifle, his shovel, his grub and his sack, his rifle to guard against numerous ills, his shovel to shovel his way to the hills, the long leather sack he bears in his hand, to hold the bright gems he may pick from the sand. I fancy I see him ascend the steep hill, or traverse the plain with his sack empty still, while down on his head ever scorching hot rays descend from the unclouded sun like a blaze. Too far from his friends and too nigh to his foes, who welcome the stranger with arrows and bows, and rifles and war-clubs and hatchets of stone, and weapons for scalping and lances of bone. Trudge on to your treasure, poor dupe of the knave, and prey of the savage, pass on to your grave. Now stepping as one, see the new married pair, emerge from the church, what a contrast is there. Come haste to the window and gaze out with me, ere they enter their carriage, the pair you may see. O oh, May and December, extremes of the year, when linked thus together, how odd they appear! The bride in her teens, with a mind as unstable as ladders of fame or the medium's table, with riotous pulse and her blood all aglow, with the fervour of passion, of pleasure and show. The bridegroom is pussy, rheumatic and old, his teeth are in rubber, his blood thin and cold, his nose tells a tale of inordinate drams, the gout has laid hold of his corn-laden yams. The hairs on his cranium scattering stand, 
like ill-nourished blades on a desert of sand i muse as i gaze on their arms softly twined how soon some young maidens can alter their mind tis scarcely three weeks since i heard her declare when speaking of him who now walks by her there in marriage she never would give him her hand though rolling in gems like a horse in the sand she clings to him now as a green sappy vine embraces the trunk of a time-honoured pine while her looks and her manner would seem to imply that she never before on a man cast an eye but i delving back through the layers of time exhume the pale ghost of a youth in his prime whose feelings were tortured whose reason was muddied whose pistol was emptied whose temple was rutted because of coquetry so heartless and strange her passion for diamonds her longing for change pass on happy bride with your beaming young face may happiness still with your moments keep pace and never mistrust pierce the groom at your side that wealth and not virtues have won him his bride End of section 3. Recording by Alan Mapstone.